Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. From the halls of assembly, you'll hear a screaming shout. I love of Indiana, his manic and devout. Everything I do, we discuss in unique manner. We won't be satisfied until we hang another banner. Us two goofy guys go by names of Ward and Eric. And as you probably know by now, we're Hoosier Hysterics. Hoosier Hysterics. Hoosier Hysterics. Hello, Ward. Hello, Eric. Let's just get into it. We got red meat. We got some business to take care of. And then we got an awesome guest. Let's so go. Let's get into the business. As always, we are powered by communitycars.com. Sponsor of the part of Communitycars.com. Illusion Legends talk with Ward and Eric. I don't know what to say about your powered by. But I do love the sweet, sultry tones of Straight No Chaser singing communitycars.com. I love it. And by the way, it was Steve from Straight No Chaser's birthday yesterday. Happy birthday yesterday, Steve, which was probably two days ago. No, no. I was thinking ahead. It's today. And I said yesterday because I was ahead of you. And as as you often are. And now we just ruined it. (laughs) Well, me specifically ruined it. Let me tell you something. Please. I was in Vegas this weekend. Well, yes, we'll get into that. Okay, we will. But I had a conversation with a guy who told me a horror story about buying a car. He recently bought a car. Okay. Mm. And he was telling me the nightmare about how it was a bait and switch and how he was in there for a long time and negotiating, negotiating, negotiating. And then he thought they came up with what the monthly payment was going to be. And when he looked at it, Mm -hmm. it was the monthly payment, but for a six-year loan instead of a five-year loan. So he was ended up paying so much more. And then he had to go like get an attorney. It was a horror story. And I I said to him. Well, I was going to say, I I know where he didn't buy his car. So what what exactly? What is that what you said? Yeah. I said, you should call communitycars.com. He's like, are they in my hometown? I go, where's your hometown? He said, uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico. I go, no, they're nowhere near your hometown, but it doesn't matter. Not at all. 
I said, if you're in Bloomington or around Bloomington, that's where you go if you want to have face-to-face. But you just had a horrible face-to-face experience with somebody in Albuquerque. Call them up. Go to their website, communitycars.com. You will have no problems, no bait and switching, nothing under the table, all above board. They treat you like an adult, like a responsible human being, a mature conversation. They're not snake oil salesmen. And you walk out with a car for the best price you're going to find, for the least amount of hassle, and the most convenient way you want to do it. Communitycars.com. It could not be easier. Now, speaking of Vegas. Yeah. Um, I asked you, because you went there for a cigar convention, as you do, and I asked you, I wanted a very accurate cigar count from the time you crossed Vegas city lines to the time you exited. You were giving me some updates. We had an estimate. We had an over-under. Please give me the final tally for the weekend on the number of cigars you smoked by yourself. I am going to look it up because I kept track for you. Thank you. So... Oh boy. Um, it ended. All right. I got into Las Vegas at around 10 a.m. on Friday. Okay. I left at 6 a.m. this morning. This so is I Monday. had, yes, I had exactly. Sorry. So I had most of Friday, most of all of Saturday, all of Sunday, and none of Monday. 33 cigars. <laughs> That that is more than the average person will smoke in a lifetime. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm not proud of it, but look, it was a lot of smaller cigars. It was a lot of Coronas and Robustos and Petite Coronas, a couple big ones. There were some big ones mixed in there, too. But you just go to all these manufacturers. They just keep handing you cigars. So what are you going to do? You don't, want, you don't want to be rude. You don't want to be rude. You don't want to be rude. But all the while, while I was smoking and talking to people, my brother and I were hanging out. We were checking pigs to follow the recruiting. This was a giant July recruiting weekend. The first one, the first evaluation period in July, the Big first time. AAU weekend in a while, because June was more for high school events. Mm-hmm. And Indiana made it very clear where their priorities are. They really want Jamie Kaiser. They really want TJ Power. They like Arrington Page and want him. They like Xavier Booker. But I know there were some travel issues, I guess, with getting to Booker, but they saw Booker, I think, play one game. They saw TJ Power play multiple, multiple games. They saw uh, Jamie Kaiser play multiple, multiple games. They saw Arrington Page play multiple games. Their priorities are pretty straightforward. It's, I mean, they did make a new offer to a a kid named Harris, I believe. Right. But it is Power, Kaiser, Booker, Page. It's that group. And it does seem like they're more confident in having a chance at Kaiser than Power. Mm-hmm. Kaiser has announced he's coming on July 26th. We've got big competition there with UCLA involved, Maryland involved, Virginia involved. TJ an- Power has been offered by Kansas now, and Iowa's already gotten a visit from him, and he likes their style. And now they have – people should not discount Iowa because that Keegan Murray story is a good story to tell now. Sure, sure. You know, it, to have this kind of focus – from the the coaching staff and so now for the fan base you can start to play around with the future lineups in your head and that's fun to do but i also like and you're you're laying it out here who we're in competition against these are national recruitments big time players that a lot of the best coaches and and uh also also fran 
Yeah, also, and also Fran. But the, these these are the kids we want to be going after. That the other top programs, the other blue bloods are going after, and Kenya, yeah, Walsh now, Jordy even. Uh, but but Coach Woodson, they're not wasting their time. Like these these don't feel like oh you know Archie. We'd hear this four star, high four star, or five star. We were kind of interested, and we're like yeah, but. I'm sure they're not interested in us like these a weekend like this happens because there's uh, there's a lot of back and forth. There's clearly some signaling from the other end that we're in the running. And that's that's exciting. And look, they're not all going to say yes, but hopefully most of them will. (laughs) I'll be happy with some. Let's just get some. I mean, look, it's a really interesting dilemma that they have, I think, because they took two commitments early from Gabe Cups and Ja'Kai Newton. You know, Cups is a borderline top 100 player. Newton seems like a borderline top 75 player. Hasn't played much because of injury, so we don't know how he's progressing. Yeah, and I think we've gotten early impressions personally from both of those guys on the pod. So impressive. And it looks like Cups is going to be somebody who really can put his teammates, maybe his higher ceiling teammates in a, a position uh, to to be their absolute best, and that would include like a Jakai. But yeah, you've got some guys coming along who – According to the talking heads, the so-called experts have have much higher ceilings. Yeah, I think for Jakai, he's got a much higher ceiling. I'm not sure on Cups because yeah. of his limited length and athleticism. Sure. But a, a solid four-year guy that you want to have as a foundational piece, you know, of your program. But then they've got to fill in with studs and difference makers, and they've got to continue to do that like they did with Malik Renault and Jalen Hood Shafino. And maybe Caleb Banks turns into that, and maybe CJ Gunn turns into that, but you knew that Renault and uh, Hood Shafino are difference makers. We need more, especially because we're going to lose race and trace. Yeah. No, you know, and Xavier. And it's, it's, if we want to be a team that reloads and doesn't rebuild and we know Woody doesn't have time to do more than one rebuild. So like, like there's a a lot of what's up. She, (laughs) that's what I just imagined him saying. If somebody said to him, like, you got time. She, I ain't got no time. Okay, I got some questions for you. Oh, okay. Do you love Indiana University? Yes. Do you love to laugh? Yes. Do you love to learn? Yes. Do you love podcasts? Yes. Do you love my wife and your friend, Annie Roberts? I love her more than anything. Do you love... I shouldn't say that. That sounded weird. Uh, I just love her as much as you can love another person's wife. Fine. That also sounded weird. <laughs> Wait, I look, really love Brad. Annie. She's an incredible person. She is. And then and then do you do you love our mutual friend and fellow Indiana University graduate, as Annie is, uh Mike C. Nelson? I love him. You know what else I love, Ward? What's that? Trivia. Trivia. See, this yeah. goes with the learning because oh, what yeah. if, if you love all those things, Eric, I'm so glad I asked you these questions. If you love all those things, you will love the You Should Know Better comedy trivia podcast hosted by Indiana University and three-time Jeopardy champ Mike C. Nelson and, and co-created and produced with my wife, Indiana University graduate Annie Roberts. This is a full Hoosier production 360 you should know better. Where can you find it? Anywhere you listen to podcasts, Eric. Where do you where do you listen to this podcast? Apple, Spotify. Yeah. You could listen to You Should Know Better 
on those platforms and all the other ones. It's out there. Uh, the first episode posted this morning. Uh, and uh, we've got a couple of great guests. I say we. I'm involved behind the scenes. Nice. Full disclosure. Got some skin in the game. It's my wife, after all. Yeah. Um, you've got all your skin in the game. <laughs> that but, also sounds weird. Yeah, you're Jeez. talking about my wife and all my skin, but that's I that's know. okay. Um, uh, I know I'm springing How much does this... it cost to, to listen to? How much uh, is it? Let, let's see. I'm trying to think if you want to listen to all the podcasts forever, it's absolutely free. I mean, come on, just go. You should know better podcast produced and starring nothing but Hoosiers produced by and starring nothing but Hoosiers. It's a Hoosier production 360 available everywhere. You can find podcasts. Uh, Mike Nelson is one of the funniest and smartest people in the world. He is just so entertaining and so likable. Well, uh, and, came, and he's awesome. And you've seen Mike in many television commercials. Any sporting event, IU games or big NFL or NBA games, you've seen Mike in these progressive commercials. And one of the many other commercials uh, you've seen him in, he's been on Blackish as a recurring character. He is an incredible human being. And boy, is this just a, a hand in a glove situation with this format. And I think people are just going to have a great time laughing and, and learning and playing along with a lot of really great guests that are you know some people in the entertainment industry very funny entertaining people and uh other jeopardy champs are going to be on the show so awesome so tune in folks let me ask you a question please do you like indiana basketball i love it do you like the idea of living out a dream as being a player for indiana basketball oh uh, yeah every day of my life do you like golf uh yes i do do you like seeing indiana basketball players at assembly hall playing basketball it's my and favorite thing do you like the idea of getting autographs and pictures with Indiana basketball players? As many as possible. Do you like the idea of the IU women's basketball team doing a, a clinic for kids, grades one to six boys, one to eight girls? It brings a tear to my eye. Can you go to the website, HoosierFantasyExperience.com to sign up for any one of those events? What about all of them? Sign up one and all. Yes. Just do it. Yes. com, August 18th to really August 19th to the 21st. An incredible weekend. Tickets are selling fast. Grab them while you can. Few spots remain in the fantasy camp. You want to grab it while you can. Going to be an incredible weekend of celebrating Indiana basketball. If you've ever wanted to just see how bad Eric and I are at basketball, this is your chance. You will, you will see more than enough. Uh, to get your money's worth. More importantly, you're going to be getting coached by Indiana basketball players. I was walking the dog the other night, and we got both dogs, and Holly and I got a little bit far away and realized that we left something that we needed at the house. I'm like, you stay here with the dogs. I'll run back. Now, I run. That's what I try to do to stay in somewhat shape or get in shape. Mm -hmm. But I run on a treadmill. Mm -hmm. Right. I turned and ran home. And it felt like what Forrest Gump looked like as a kid in braces. Mm, mm, mm -hmm. I was like, I don't know how to run anymore. I was trying to run outside and it was like the physiology of running escaped me. <laughs> I felt like I was an alien dropped onto earth or, or, or better yet, I was just a human born at age 44 and told figure out running. And 
I was all I could think about was how am I going to run up and down Assembly Hall's court without falling and just being embarrassing? I wasn't even moving like I couldn't figure out how to get forward momentum. Was this before or after you sent me the third <laughs> video of the past however many months of, of your ring video camera on your front door showing you falling in your front yard for the, this, the third time? This time a child witnessed it. Yeah, and, and he said it was uh, Flynn, Holly's son. It happened, and you could hear him go, it happened again, it happened again. <laughs> he, he'd seen the first two videos. Yeah, he just goes into Holly, it happened again. Look, <laughs> I am an athletic mess, but I will be on that court at Assembly Hall, and if you, do, if you like us, great. We can play with each other on the same team. We'll, we'll have nice competitive games. If you hate me or hate us, you can take it out on the basketball court. Dunk right on our stupid heads. Just, yeah, dunk, please. If you're over 30, that's the only requirement. Over 30 is the requirement. It's a very, very small percentage of our listeners who can dunk. I think that's a safe statement. I'm going to say zero. Hmm. Hmm. No, it's not zero. It's not zero. But it's it's real low. All right, listen, man, let's get to today's podcast because there was a big announcement about this gentleman uh, several weeks ago that went into action just about a week ago now, I think. Are you checking no. your watch? To make I was sure trying. I was going to look at the date. Okay. All right. Uh, but it went into effect about 11 days ago where, where this gentleman uh, had a big life change. And he's a gentleman who has impacted many IU fans. Let's get to it. Here comes a guest. Here comes a guest. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, without today's guest, you probably wouldn't even be listening to this podcast in the first place. Eric, who is our very honored guest on this fine day. I went through many different iterations of how to introduce this gentleman. He has been on our show before in, in the earlier days of our, of our podcast, but I really just came back to this and I don't want to like mess it up with a bunch of other stuff, but I mean this sincerely outside of former players and coaches and trainers who directly impact you know, the basketball team and, and, and the football team and, and a few select administrators, a few, not all. You would be hard-pressed to find somebody who has made a greater contribution to the IU athletics community than this gentleman. This gentleman is responsible in large part for the modern, and, and I really mean the computer age, the digital age, Indiana University athletics community. I don't know if he ever sought out to be that important in this world, <laughs> but it is what happened. Yeah. Many have tried to emulate what he's done. They say imitation is the greatest form of flattery, and many have tried, not nearly as good as him. And it has been an enduring, important piece of the IU community and a tremendous legacy to lead to leave behind. And he's still with us. I mean, usually you say this stuff about somebody when they died, but he's still here. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, the creator and founder of Pigs.com, please welcome Mike Pegram. Oh, thank you so much. I plan to be around for a while, by the way. Good. Mike, <laughs> look, you look so well. This is maybe the most relaxed I've ever seen you. How's, yeah. How's post- uh, Pigs. Obviously, you're still the owner. I'm sure you're keeping a close eye on that Rabby fellow, making sure he doesn't just completely run the thing off the tracks. But but what are you doing now? What's a day like now for you? 
I'm a very active retiree, man. I, I, uh, I almost do too much because the body, I, I just turned 60 uh, a month ago and my recovery time is not, is not <laughs> nearly what it used to be, but <clears throat> a great, I had a great day Saturday. I'll give you an example. I, I went to put the guard and play pickleball for three hours, played with some really good players. I'm really, I'm pretty good at pickleball because I used to play competitive table tennis when I was young. And then I played, uh, played it throughout my life. And then I played doubles tennis twice a week for the last 20 years. Wow. And my son was a very good uh, tennis player, all conference. So I worked him out a lot. So I, I've gotten into that sport just since January, and I'm ready to I'm ready to play in tournaments. Wow! <laughs> I got hand speed like no 60 year old should ever have. <laughs> uh, uh, and uh, and then Ward, I, Ward when, and I just you know Ward and I have great hand speed too, but it, <clears throat> we don't want to get into that. <laughs> uh, and some days I'll do I'll do that, then I'll go swim. I, I have a pickleball courts, eight courts that are five minute walk from where I live now. Wow. And I also have a pool with lane lines, uh, the same next to that. Uh, so I can always swim after that. And uh, Saturday was great because my best friend from IU, who was my roommate my senior year, moved 45 minutes south of me and has a spot on the canal down in Puta Gorda and had just bought a 24 foot boat. Mm. We went out um, and we had dolphins come up to our boat and everything. Rosalind, my wife, got a great picture. I'll put it on Facebook if you want to see it. And we just went out and found a beach um, and uh, relaxed with his wife. And I actually was responsible for them kind of meeting um, at, in Bloomington. And uh, we have two other swimmers. One was a roommate of mine lives in Tampa. Another one lives in Naples. My sister is, is in Naples. My dad's in Jacksonville. So. I have a lot of ties here, and, and uh, so I'm I'm very happy. I just well, I just I just need to stay healthy. That's all. <laughs> well, I mean, like Ward said, I said this to you before we started recording. You have the post uh, work retiree glow. I do. You. Yeah, you you do have that. <laughs> um, do obviously you were a competitive swimmer at IU, yes. and that that was a big part of your life. Do you find that pickleball is a great outlet for your competitive spirit? I know you play a lot of golf too, but oh, <clears throat> pickleball is different. Yeah, I've been playing golf too, um, but I'm just like a, a 12 handicap. I'm nothing special. But uh, no, I'm good at pickleball and I enjoy how good I can be at it. It's hard to describe. Golf, I hit some good shots um, and my, I have a bad shoulder. So swimming has its limits unless I go get surgery on it or something, but swimming's hard. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but no, I, I, I am a, I've always been very active, but I got so involved in the, in the website at times I wasn't nearly as active as I wanted to, to be, but I am so freaking competitive. It's just, um, you know, it's, it's scary. <laughs> <laughs> Does well, your wife uh, get annoyed by that? Does she try to back you down a little bit? Like, hey, man, it's just pickleball and you're 60. <laughs> yeah. You're, you know, you're not you're not going for a contract here. No, uh, she actually plays, too. Um, and we have these interesting dynamics. We sometimes uh, play as a, as a team since she's not nearly as good as me. But uh -oh. Uh -oh. Uh -oh. <laughs> like what shots do I go and step in front of her and hit? You know, it's just uh... <laughs> 
It's fun. And uh, I'm loving it down here because there's such a, uh, there's so many East Coasters. And it's F this and F that. (laughs) When I, you know, when I pound the ball at them. (laughs) (laughs) And I just love, I love the difference in personalities. Uh, I've got a lot of people from Europe on our street and so forth. So it's been a lot of fun. That's great. It sounds like it's uh, been pretty easy for you to adapt to the retired lifestyle, but do you find old habits? Like, do, do you still check in and be like, okay, how was inside the locker room on Friday? How'd the boys do? Is it is it a little hard to let go at times? I mean, I was looking to see what time it got posted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, time management uh, for me is a little different than Jeff. I think it's because I came from corporate business. And I was a swimmer who had to work out at 6 a.m. for for a good part of his life. Yeah, but he came from newspapers that have deadlines. They have (laughs) deadlines. He's just, I feel like he's left that world and has rebelled against it. I think that's what it is. (laughs) Yeah. Newspaper guys, just out of inception, oh my gosh, their hours are just so crazy. I wasn't ready for that when I brought him on, but... uh, I've seen it with other guys. It's just, um, and, but in online world, there's no deadline. It's just, you gotta, but you have to be disciplined to keep, keep things rolling. And, and that's what that, that, and that's one of the reasons I think I, I maybe I'm retired. It's, it's, a, it's an ongoing, never ends. It never ends. But, uh, you gotta be a little bit, you gotta have the energy. For it. Well, and, and, I don't know what the the workflow was, the feedback loop you'd give these guys, uh, but is is that just like kind of done now? Are you really separating yourself from from commenting on editorial or or is yeah, that a kind I, of a work? Yeah, I in think progress? so. Um, you know, I don't know if I will write again. Uh, I I might go to the Rutgers game because my my son lives near uh, Rutgers University, but. And nobody really wants to go there, but, uh, <laughs> and if there's a, another Outback Bowl appearance, I'd love to go to that. But, yeah. uh, I, you know, I still doing the Sunday newsstand, but I'll view that as temporary and I may be able to, you know, pinch hit if, if numbers are down for something. Um, but I really don't want to, to have that in my head that I'm worried about. Uh, covering for somebody, or I need to check my phone all the time. Yeah, I, you know. I was going to ask you since retiring, how many times a day, if there is a number, do you check pigs.com? Uh, I would say just just maybe three or four times a day now, okay. versus thirty or forty times a day. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe more when we get going in the season, of course, because really this is pretty reasonably slow time of year but uh you know old habits die hard i still get up early and i think oh i gotta go do the newsstand or i gotta i gotta find out what's going on and i gotta get on the board um but so that that's gonna take time it's only been a couple weeks so was there any hesitation on making this move now right when the program's starting to be really promising again? Yeah, real quick, before you answer that, Ward, it's such a great question because you and I both know we've talked to Mike off camera and you have said to us, man, I would just love to cover a really good team again. (laughs) Like, that's fun. Well, maybe by leaving, it'll actually happen. 
I mean, <laughs> I mean, and so, you know, part of being competitive is being really superstitious. And so I actually think about that. Uh, you know, one of the benefits of leaving is I, when I got started with website and to get press credentials and so forth, I had to become neutral and I, I, that overcame me. And I, I have not been emotionally invested in, in the pro in the, in the university sports success, like I was before. Mm. And because you couldn't show emotion and now I'm really looking forward to just being a fan again, uh, of, of IU sports, uh, because it really, it's, it's really hard to do when you're on press row. Do you so think- I'm looking forward to, and, but there is, there is this thing where I can see the, the program turning the corner now. And I really love covering big games. Like it's, to be on the right there on the court and to see the, the benches and the emotions between the coaches and the players at a big game, there's nothing like it. I, it just, it's just, that was the biggest high from the whole site. Well, I, mm. and I have to ask because, you know, it's been a while, truthfully, except for last year, we're obviously playing Wyoming, you know, was yeah. a big, big game. The Big Ten tournament games were big games, playing Michigan and Illinois and yeah. Iowa, and then obviously playing St. Mary's um, were big games. But it's been a long time since we've had really big games before the Big Ten season. And this year we do. Arizona's <laughs> a big game. Kansas is a big game. North Carolina's a big game. Xavier is a big game. Any thought about trying to go to one of those? Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> North Carolina and Vegas game. Ooh, those are going to be fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know if I'll go or not. I haven't thought too long about it, but I, I, I really – I mean, I'm a little bit spoiled. I don't know if I can get right on the court like I could as a press person. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to miss that uh, on a regular basis. That's for sure. But – you know, it's just, yeah, I, I, I will also really enjoy having friends over in your own house Yes. Uh, that I haven't had for 30 years, so 25 mm. years. Wait, is that, oh, I didn't even think about that. Like, I mean, it's so stupid of me not to think about it. Like, Ward and I watch a lot of games together. And yeah. it's, it's, it's the most enjoyable thing in the world to watch yes. games with, yeah. with my buddy. I've kind of blanked that, like, of course, you're covering the games, so yes. when was the last, has it been 30 years since the last time you just watched an Indiana game as just a fan with friends who are rooting for Indiana? There's been a few road games I didn't go to and I would have some friends over. Uh, Rabbi went or Matt Weaver went for football or something like that. But still, I was in that mode of a journalist and I was on chat or I was doing some right. recap and I was not really emotionally into it uh, like I was pre-website. Uh, I used to throw things out the TV and shit. Yes, let's get you back to that. (laughs) Let's get you back to that. I mean, I'm still upset about that 1992 referee, those referee calls in that final. Yeah, sure. Sure. Mike, Mike, that was 30 years ago. Yeah. (laughs) That was 30 years ago, man. That was before the internet. I was so emotionally invested in that team. Oh my God! Oh, I used to. I actually saw that team play in Jacksonville, uh, nineteen and under at nationals, and uh, before they even got to IU. So that was like a little bit of a of a uh, building block for the website. I got to see these guys before they even came to Indiana, compete against you know their prep players. Um, they don't do that anymore. Um, right. It's only seventeen and under, but 
I saw great grandpa, grandma. So I was really knew those guys. Um, anyway, yeah, I, I haven't, it's been 25 years since I really had guys over. Uh, and luckily I have some IU people here in town. Um, and I'm really looking forward to having the popcorn and uh, refreshments. Yes. <laughs> and just enjoying that kind of thing and having this, you know, surround sound and all that kind of stuff. That's awesome. What else are you going to miss about being in the trenches besides great seats? I will miss discovering a prospect before anybody else did. I, I swear I, I, I was pretty good at this about seeing somebody and being able to tell right away whether they're, they're going to be an NBA player down the road or an all-star. I'm going to miss uh, going to see an IU signee or IU commit on the road before they come and seeing them play several games and having that in my head and nobody else knowing that. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to, does that makes sense. Yeah, sure. I have, uh, I had a great grasp of that kid or I had a great grasp of Christian Watford or AJ Moye because I went and traveled to their high school, met their parents, uh, watched them play, saw how they acted on the bench. And it was all up here uh, before they came. And then you watch it kind of play out for four years but for a while i was i mean i i would would try to express that self to express that to the fans on the boards i felt like i was valuable uh in that role and and jeff is too now it'll it'll still happen but for a while i was the only game in town with that kind of stuff yeah and that was very ego driving oh my god Well, no, I mean, it, it, it is and has been valuable. And, you know, you have a yeah. credibility to your name that when you post something about a player, people pay attention. I mean, your track record is pretty good. So to that, to that end, who is the player you are most, when you think about your last 25, 30 years, who's the player you're most proud of that you spotted early on and said, that guy's going to be really good, kind of before the masses jumped on board? Oh, that's a good question. I mean, I actually immediately thought about when I was in high school and some players in Michigan, but um, whew, uh, I remember seeing Amari Stoudemire before anybody knew who, who he really was at wow. a, a thing in Louisville and thinking, my God, that guy's really good. I never heard of him. That's how old I am. Uh, <laughs> Anthony. Uh, uh, oh, my gosh. Uh but I, I, I would say I, I saw some things in A.J. Moya right away. It was like, that is a, such a great fit for Bob Knight. Think of that. Oh, wow. my God. And uh, some personality things. Some things with Jared Jeffries, the uh, way he, he could handle the basketball for his size. Um, I remember Zach Randolph, some of the post moves he made. I was like, oh, my God. I've never seen a guy with those kind of instincts in the post. I could kind of go on <laughs> with yeah. this. But uh, I don't know. I, I yeah, there's a lot of great. Players. That's a there's pretty good enough list. of them though, the last twenty years. That's a pretty good. Was there ever a player? Just as a quick follow-up board, was there yeah. ever a player that you kind of mentioned to IU coaches? Hey guys, you should really recruit this kid, and they didn't. And the kid turned out to be really good. Do you remember one that you kind of oh, kept yeah, in your head? It's like, and I told you so. Oh, Luke Herringoti. Oh my god, oh. I cannot believe that one. I, I still mad about that one. I used to uh, talk to Dusty May, who is now the coach at Florida Atlantic. 
about how he's how they were screwing up by not recruiting Luke Herringbone. He was sort of agreeing with me on the phone, and he would call me like, "How's he doing? How's he doing? How's he doing?" And I, Mike Davis had a couple blind spots like that, and Dominique James too was a similar oh, yeah. situation. These were kids that were ready that might have committed within days of a, an offer, mm-hmm. and uh, those two come to mind the most. Uh, and there were some good players in Indianapolis. Uh, I, I they they backed off Josh McRoberts for a while. Oh, that's that that's so stupid. I could go on and on with some of those guys. Yeah, but there was some we guys. made up for it. We went full bore for Zach <laughs> McRoberts. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about what about the flip? Uh, somebody that you turned him on to uh, earlier than most and got him an inside track, and you you took some pride when that player did commit at IU. Oh, well, immediately I thought of Trey Kaufman because I got them to finally start watching him, but he didn't go to IU. Yeah, that, um, that doesn't count. <laughs> I have to think about that one. Uh, well, I guess I guess they did start looking at Dominic James because I told him told them about him a little bit early on. But that did he didn't go there either. Um, can we? Can I just follow up on the Trey Kaufman thing? I mean, yeah. I feel like it's been enough time now that my heart has mended a little bit. But that one seemed to go against almost every rule of thumb for Indiana recruiting, right? I think yeah. you have made this point. You know, yeah. almost to the point where Trey Kaufman is the exception that proves the rule. As opposed to, you know, yeah. just being like he's a Southern Indiana kid. Indiana was hard to, you know, on recruiting him and we didn't get him. And we lost him to Purdue, who went into Southern Indiana to get a kid, which just like the number of times that that has happened, you could probably count on what, two fingers, you know, yeah. maybe. Was that, in your opinion, was that just a function of Archie just wasn't the right fit at Indiana and wasn't charismatic enough to get the job done. What, what do you think happened there? Yeah, he didn't connect with Trey. I think they actually connected. Okay. Maybe with the mother, but they didn't connect as well with the kid. They didn't get, get in as early as Purdue did. And some reason that always, even way, even back into a sophomore season, that seems to make a difference with some players. Um, yeah. They just didn't. Uh, Archie just wasn't charismatic enough for some, some, some of the prospects are just bottom line. He's a very, uh, you know, he, he covers the bases on the country on who to recruit pretty well. But you have to, at the end of the day, you have to connect. Um, and uh, that's one reason I think Mike Woodson has been able to land some good players because at the end of the day, he does connect in the last part of recruitment or with the parents really well, as well as the, as the player. While we're on that subject, because you know better than anybody the teeth gnashing and the hair pulling that goes on (laughs) the board when our beloved coach Woodson isn't at every event on every recruiting weekend. Uh, And you've seen a lot of coaches come and go, um, not only at IU, but at other schools. And is there something to this idea that Woody, being Woody, can just kind of show up at the end and dazzle them with his charm and his experience and his intelligence and his warmth and win the day. Is this a sustainable model we're seeing that he's created? Well, he has a certain wiseness that comes through pretty fast with um, parents, I think, especially. And then you have that NBA thing, um, which really connects with the kids. 
but that wiseness, I mean, he, you know, he doesn't get out as much as I think he probably should, but he still is finishing. I mean, he's just finishing so well. Uh, and he's got staff that are like setting everything up for him pretty well right now. Um, so I don't know. It's not that it's a little bit like when Bob Knight was coach, he didn't get out as much and everybody kind of set it up for him. And then they bring the kid in and he just finished. And, uh, but, uh, yeah, he's got a certain wiseness to him and he has more of a general manager kind of view on things like this. I mean, that kind of player. And in some ways, I think that's pretty smart. It's not, he's not driven by ratings or, or any stuff that, uh, trying to make favor with some, some AU coach or some insider. He's, he's going by exactly what he needs for the team in terms of what kind of player and you're seeing that this class, they want a shooter, they want a post, you know, and I've never seen that kind of clarity sometimes coming in to finish a class like that. Hmm. Um, who's your favorite player that you covered over the last 25 years? Um, well, I love to interview AJ Moya because he was in uh, one, two, two or three questions and you had a great story. And for that, I'll, and that team, the whole team was really good. And I've always found that, uh, the teams that provide great quotes are the teams that actually win pretty, pretty regularly. Really? What do you think? I think it's an expression of intelligence to be honest or some, or wiseness. I don't know. No, but I, I think that's interesting, Mike, because one of the things Ward and I talk about so often is when we go back and interview those great Bob Knight teams, mm. the one thing you see are guys that can tell yes. stories and and yes. like we have to do very little of the talking. And as you know, we like to do some talking, but yes. they um they just take over and and then even into like a Jared Jeffries and AJ Moye, you get this a Dane Fife, you know, yeah. um, you get that and you don't always get that with modern players. You know, one of my favorite players was DJ White. I love that guy. Mm, I can't yes. really describe it. Maybe if you have, I don't know if you've done a podcast with him. We did. But he is such a class guy. He would be the guy you would run into in Assembly Hall and just come over and say hi. And Rob Finney's had a little bit of that. But DJ was such a mature kid. I can't. Um, so, you want my, so he kind of my favorite players. Uh, those guys, I mean, I always... I always loved Calvert, but that was before my time because um, yeah. uh, he is so uh, modest for somebody that good. <laughs> I love no, players no. like that. I mean, I don't know if you got to catch the Trace Jackson Davis episode we did earlier this summer, but what he said and how he said it lit the community on fire. Does that mean it bodes well for what's going to happen this season when a guy's giving quotes like that? Yeah, I mean, to me, just Trace being back, I just still blows my mind. I don't know if it is that for you guys. Sure. Uh, it's it's like the good old days in terms of a player hanging around and becoming a monster. Uh, he was a monster at the end of the year. He, he was. Light bulb uh, in the second half of the Michigan game and the next few games until, uh, you know, the gas ran out of the tank was so fun to watch. In fact, if you ask me some of the best memories, I would go back to the early 2000s teams. But that was one of the greatest memories was the, the comeback of that team against Michigan um, in Indianapolis because I just hadn't seen that in so many years. 
um, and a team play above themselves or to their level of talent. And uh, I think that bodes well. I mean, um, they well, got- to your to that point, Mike, one of the things we talk about so much is what Bob Knight was able to do. And Samson, look, you know, we know what Samson, but Samson was a great coach. You make the whole greater than the sum of the parts. Yeah. You know, and we haven't seen that at any point since Samson left. That's the truth. Crean had really good players. Like in those years that he won, they didn't play better than they were. They played what they were. But last year at the end of the year, you saw the whole playing better than the sum of its parts. And that was really special. Yeah, and they would have won more games if they had had uh, more rest. I I don't know, at least one more game, you know? Yeah. Uh, That's too bad. But, yeah, that – that's uh, that was great. I think that Huchavino. I mean, I'm getting into players now. Huchavino gives them something different. Um, a big point guard is so hard to find, and his physical strength is also really impressive. Uh, Race is an underrated player. Does a lot of the dirty work. There's a lot of things to like. I really think they are the Big Ten favorite. I'm not sure they're a Final Four team because of the shooting, but. Other than that, and maybe they don't have, you know, it all depends on tournament pathway. It's going to be a, those games are going to be great. I mean, it's just an ideal time to play an upgraded schedule. These are, this would be good stuff to write about. <laughs> Every time I yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. This podcast will be the reason you pull a Tom Brady and unretire. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, my, my retirement was kind of maybe years in the making. Uh, maybe I should just reevaluate. <laughs> yeah. Mike, was there a moment over the last couple of years? I mean, I remember, look, our relationship – kind of took off when we started the podcast and you and I started talking more, you know, we met in person a couple of times, but you know, it was a slog for a while there with Indiana, you know, the end yeah. of the Korean era and the beginning of, and the, and the whole Archie era All was it. six, six years of just straight difficulty. And then when you really look at the whole Korean era, only a few of them, three of the nine were good. And so it was a tough slog. But you stayed through that, obviously. And I'm sure some of it is just money. You need, you need money to retire. But was there a moment that made you go, okay, it's time. I'm going to set this July 1 deadline. What, what, was, what clicked in your life that made you make that decision? Well, actually, it had a lot to do with my contract. but <laughs> <laughs> And the whole thing with 59 and a half, you can draw on your IRAs. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. Very fair but, enough. But – uh, yeah, there, there, it was a hard, whew, those years. it's funny. Tom's actually down the road from me now. Oh, really? I mean, not down there. I mean, like 10 miles up the road. Okay. Uh, Chuck Crab lives just down the road, uh, another 10 miles the other way. We just had lunch, uh, 10 days ago or so. Um, nice. How's Chuck <laughs> doing? And Tom and I sometimes text about where to go eat and stuff like that. <laughs> Do you you ask him where he's eating and make sure you don't go there? Oh, no. <laughs> I was just talking about a good ice cream place uh, last month. And I discovered, discovered it here. Yeah. And I told him you should check out. Dick Vitale lives down the road. Oh, oh nice. Too. A lot of coaches live. Jim Laranega has a place. So, um, anyway, uh, yeah, the, he, he Dom, Tom did wear me down a little bit. 
Um, yeah. He was, he, and he would uh, read a lot of stuff that we wrote and that wears you down a little bit. Uh, he would he worry would, about little things. And he would call you? He'd read it and call you? Oh, one time. Look, I don't want to, I still, I'm still friendly with him, so I want to be nice about this. All right. But when we were in Montreal, he got really upset about the story I did on uh, 10 things we would learn in Montreal. And I was trying to drum up page views and, and subscribers for a, an expensive trip that I was taking with my family okay. to Montreal. And I drove to Montreal. It wasn't like I spent a lot of money. But um, and he was so upset that this is just a you know an August trip. We haven't been practicing. You're going to learn anything. And then he got really mad about this sentence I wrote about chemistry. You might learn about the chemistry between, uh, I think it was Yogi and James Black. Huh. And I thought, of course, if we want to learn about the, whether they complement each other, but I think he felt it was uh, something that would be more ego driven or something like that on the court. It's, oh man, he told me, make sure your son is not close to you on the court. And then he went off on me. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> when, when that would happen, would it? Would it bother you, or did you just let it roll off your back? Um, no, it bothers you for a little while. But he's he's actually somebody that he doesn't linger with him. Uh, you get mad, and then you'll be okay. It's just um, didn't hold a grudge or anything. I mean, I, I got kicked out of football for a while because Jerry DiNardo got mad at me at one time, putting a letting a depth chart be on the message board. So I couldn't go, couldn't go to football practice anymore. That would that would really pissed me off. But um, because they should have, they should have just removed Jerry. Dillon. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that I there was another thing. I, I don't want to get into that one. That was just as bad. But um, with Cream. Yeah. Um, but uh, but funny he. He actually sent me a really long text the night before he was like, it broke. And I, and I remember showing it to um, Jeff and Brian Snow. And I said, does this mean he's getting fired? And uh, it was really long. It was about the last, I actually got the last question in his final press conference. And it's like, the question was, why do you think you're going to be better next year? What, you know, and he did not like that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah and it's a hard question but he had said something in the, the post georgia tech thing about how things are going to be much better next year and uh, so he was i don't know i actually really asked him in a very classy way i thought but uh <laughs> but yeah but uh that wore me down a little bit i think i've gotten off topic here but um i i kind of knew for a while that this was going to be my path um my wife has always wanted to come back here. She's from Puerto Rico and never even seen snow until we were engaged. So I was always doing like, and I know I couldn't really do the job down here for very long. And there's a lot of things that go into it, but it is a job that you need a lot of energy for. I felt I had the energy for a long time. I'm not sure I had the energy the last couple of years, hmm. but, uh, and I do think you're, sometimes you change up your life every once in a while, it's a really good thing for you. And I've done that. I've taken 180s in my career 
I mean, I used to be in corporate finance. Um, and then I did a web, you know what that was like to tell people, you know, I'm quitting working for the CFO of fortune 500 company to go run a sports website. This is like 1999. <laughs> <laughs> and people just look at you like, what? Yeah. Yeah. These are smart, ed- educated people. And like, what the hell are you doing? And it's funny. Now that I've retired, a lot of smart and educated people told me you're going to want to work. You're going to want to go back to work in a year. So we'll see. But really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're young. You're young. Yeah. Well, sometimes I do think you need to recharge. And I don't know if I'm done working, but I think I was done with this kind of work. But, but you kind of get the best of both worlds because you don't have the pressure of having to feed the beast, but you are still the owner of pigs.com. Yeah. So, you know, you've turned it over to capable hands of Jeff Rabjohns and crew. And, uh, you know, for what we'll do our part to burn the whole thing down. Like, <laughs> we'll, we'll continue to do that. You can rest assured. <laughs> yeah. There's no blueprint for how to manage this whole situation. So right. let me know if I'm screwing <laughs> if, if I can help anyway. <laughs> well, to, to go back down memory lane, you had mentioned that Michigan game, the comeback in the second half in the Big Ten tournament was one of your, your greatest memories of your time. And, and we'll keep it to the, the, the pigs.com era. What are another two or three memories you have during a game, maybe behind the scenes, that when you're reflecting on these wonderful years, uh, that are, are some of your happiest memories? Well, I had some attachments to the, that two, 2012 team. Mm-hmm. Um, the, and, and those UK games, I, th- I will never, and I still have a, 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 a called a Gickley painting of the court celebration in my kitchen nice. that somebody gave me. It's really nice of, of the celebration. But I got to know some of those players pretty well. I drove to uh, Birmingham to see Christian Walford play at Shades Valley and got to know all of his family. And uh, my wife actually taught taught Jordan Hulls uh, in Spanish at uh, when he was in eighth grade. Hmm. <laughs> and... Uh, Jordan was such a good student. I'll say this story since since he's back with IU. One time he got like, he didn't get an A on something. And he came up to Rosa, my wife. He said, well, he's one of those kids that would bring back his paper and say, what, why didn't I, what did I do wrong? Mm-hmm. And so that's what you're getting within Jordan in terms of uh, guys, you know, doing, doing the work, figuring out what he's done wrong and why he became such a good student and why he's, I think, will become a good coach. But I was attached to that team. Um, Yogi was actually, when you mentioned before, one of those players you kind of saw early, I remember watching Yogi play when he was a sophomore at, um, uh, Park Tudor, and he was just shooting balls from way beyond the three point line and drilling shots. Um, unbelievable. It was like, oh my God, this kid is special. And, and uh, uh, so I was attached to that team, but I, I just, the, the, the games against Kentucky, and I actually think the, the second game was a really fun game, even though they lost, because that was so high level. I, I, I don't the know if you remember that game. The game was played in the 90s. The game was played yes, in the 90s. that was such a high-level game to watch. Um, and Ian actually played pretty well. Cody played really, really well. Um, Until he got foul trouble. That changed yeah, the game. Yeah, yeah that, that, that's, that, I will remember those games. Um, and then – 
those weird games of that year too, that way they lost at home to Ohio State and came back and won in Michigan, those kind of things. And they had that freaking celebration after Ohio oh. State lost. Uh, but those things will stick with my mind. Um, one thing I always blew my mind was a 15 of 19 shooting against Kent State in uh, 2002. That was like, I've never seen anything like it uh, in a game before at that level. Um, so that that's those that are some of the some of the best memories I had. There's such a void between 2003 <laughs> and uh, 2012. Yeah, oh, man, that void. Uh, this may be a little too inside baseball, but I'm curious. Those were, you know, we've talked so much about like the great memories and the great players that you remember and that you built relationships with. From a business standpoint, what was, if you know this, what was the single best day for pigs.com as far as like subscriber signups? Is it like when a coach gets fired or a coach gets hired or Indiana wins a big game? Like, do you, do you know a day that sticks out where subscriptions just popped in a major way? Oh, when Romeo committed to Indiana was was huge. Uh, hundreds of people subscribed that day. Um, and I always remember that one because we went live on Periscope or something like that. Yeah. And I was, during the press conference, I could see all the comments on my phone as I was live streaming. And that blew my mind because there was just so many comments. Uh, that was a big thing. Uh I always remember how many people we had in the board when Derek Rose uh, committed to Memphis. Uh, yeah. We all knew he was going to do it, but people, we broke all records for message board. We used to have it on Rivals, how many people were online. And we just obliterated anything we had ever seen before that day. And uh, we had somebody who was there at the press conference, put their phone out and turn it on, and I listened to the whole thing and i was like on chat and on message board typing exactly what he was saying so those those days i mean there's another time i think we had a big oh, i can't remember maybe we just had a big promo campaign in november we, we did really really well well i would but, imagine when cody committed that might have been a huge moment yeah i think that might have been after right after that okay or because it wasn't just cody committing it was that came at the same time that like yogi and maybe Colin Hartman. And we had like a, an honor all committed within this uh, couple months period. And that, that was actually huge for our site that, at that time. Um, I remember that run. It was Cody and Yogi. Yes. And uh, also in that same world, it was Hanner. <laughs> Hanner Perea was part of that. Yeah. And Devin Davis and Colin Hartman committed on the same day. Yes. Like, now, most of them didn't work out. <laughs> But and then and then by the way, it was also James Blackman Jr. and Trey Lyles. Yes, was part of that whole run. Yes, that's right. I forget about that too. That, that was those early commitments. And there, was, there was you always think about James recommitting several years later. Yes, um, but that well, yeah, that was part of that whole momentum. Yeah, there was a run there of momentum that was amazing for recruiting. But we learned that making decisions way in advance of like that when they're really young, doesn't always, isn't always the smartest thing. Totally. Was there, was there um, an incident, a story that you guys had to cover that just 
was so hard and stressful that you were like, I, I can't believe I'm, I'm, this is this is college basketball and people are freaking out this much where where it just maybe it didn't even seem worth it what you had to go through. Well, you know, we had the whole night firing thing was surreal. And um, he we you know, we had this rally that was kind of organized by members of our board and it became a national story. Um, and he called me up one time. Whew. Bob called me up one time and and thanked me and then he got into oh, I really liked that I swam for Doc because he was like Doc was like his mentor mm-hmm. because Doc was at Ohio State. I'm not about Doc Constantly. Yeah, uh, sure. swimming coach was at Ohio State, just like Bob. And of course, Doc had won all these national championships. So, like Bob was saying, how much you really liked that about me. And then he went into. He wanted me to make a shirt that uh, a T-shirt. Let me sell a T-shirt and a roll of toilet paper on it that said Indianapolis Star. <laughs> And I always remember this call because there was, it was like one of the worst storms I've ever experienced. It was thunder. There was thunder coming in. And while Bob was talking to me, <laughs> I'm so intimidated by this whole situation. And I said, I don't know if it's legal, if I might have some legal issues with this. Oh, don't worry about that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then two days later, I had lunch with Tim Knight. And I told him about the whole thing. He goes, oh, don't listen to him. Ah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to do that. That was funny. And then Tim told me the whole story about how they're going to wear Oakland Raiders jerseys instead of audio stuff. And I knew that we were in trouble then. I always remember that. Um, but uh, that whole thing, because uh, that was really hard because I was still kind of becoming a journalist at this point. I was in this transition. Uh, and I was getting my, my, my name was in the New York times and it was, it was crazy. I mean, and, uh, everybody that knew me was saw my name, you know, no matter if they're out in California or out East coast, they saw my name on stories and stuff and my, or my website and all this. And that was really hard. And then Bob started breaking stuff to us because we were viewed as loyalty now and, there were some statements that we released that got published in all the newspapers. Wow. And his like apologies for some things. Um, I can't, I don't remember exactly the detail, but that was crazy. And that, that actually self exploded the website and it came after the Jared Jeffries things too, which actually exploded the website too. But, um, yeah. I mean, the whole recruitment was interesting because I had like an inside person. <laughs> I was talking to Jared all the time. And uh, so anyway. that So, those wait, so when you say you had an inside person on it, you mean Jared? <laughs> no. Oh, Someone okay. was on the phone with him quite often, okay. um, like every week. And wow. he me, no, he, he likes it, but he's not going to pick it. Wow. He was basically saying, just be patient, Mike. And um, it worked out. But um and uh, but that that situation was blew my mind in terms of uh, how to handle it 
Um, but I, I wanted to let the fans do what they wanted to do. I mean, it was, I was a, I was a vehicle for them and they, they took advantage of it. What, um, now that, I mean, you're still the owner, so you can't, you're not totally disconnected here, but when you look at like the pigs community and kind of just the coverage of sports and specifically coverage of, you know, a local team or local school like Indiana, do you, is there something that like you've been pining for the last few years that you wish would change or a technical uh, or technological advancement that you wish could happen that, that is kind of the next wave of, uh, of how these sports get covered and how these teams get covered? Is there, is there something you're looking to down the road a little? I always thought there'd be a way to chat during games, uh, more like live chat. We have it a little, I mean, it would be easier to do from people at the stadium and to throw up their videos of stuff. But that's, uh, that's, that's, that's always been though. an idea. Uh, yeah. It's, it's kind of done a little bit on social media, but it's not aggregated anywhere, yeah. right? Live reports, yeah, from people there. I always thought there was going to be – there has to be some way to pull it all together. Um, and I've always – I mentioned this in, to our um, 247 kind of team message board, you know. Um, we have a Slack channel and stuff where we discuss these ideas. And I'm throwing it out there, but nobody ever – listens to me <laughs> but uh that's one thing i thought about um i always wanted i always thought if this this happened where you could have two i always wanted to have two video you know two screens we, we, zoom does it now but i way long time ago i said well let's have me and another guy talking and I, there was always a way to do it i never figured it out and i was upset that i never figured it out <laughs> yeah. and two screens going back and forth but that that's about it i mean uh I, I wish that we didn't have to have advertising in, in, in the way. Um, hmm. I always wanted to have a site that was only pre uh, subscription supported. Um, and if I had had my brothers, I actually started, I almost started a network at one time um, with some other guys where we were going to run a network of our sites. Because I actually was talking to the guys from the run the top Duke site, the top North Carolina site. Kansas side, we're going to do our own network. And we really just wanted to just get paid by subscriptions, kind of like the athletic model. Sure. Um, I don't know. If, I don't even know. I don't know if I athletic that much. I don't know if they use advertising money or not. Um, but just have the freaking information there. Um, it's, a, it's funny. A lot of, a lot of, and not have to filter through the advertising. Yeah. Because I thought if they did, if you did that, you would be able to get more subscriptions that way. Hmm. Um, and I still kind of feel that way, but um, I will say this, advertising has become a bigger piece of the pie than it was 10 years ago. So maybe I was wrong, I don't know. Well, I don't know. There's a lot of podcasters out there who have gone to things like Patreon and you know, uh, direct-to-consumer where you're paying for additional yeah. content. Because of that very reason, they want to get the advertisers out of it, and they think that that's more of an appeal, and the increase in subscriptions will make up yeah. for the loss of advertising revenue. It is an interesting. The, the most annoying thing on Pigs.com is the advertising. I mean, oh, it I just is. It is. Just can't do anything about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's uh, true. Not... Now that now that Brian Snow is gone, that is yeah. true. right. Right. He was number one. <laughs> advertising number two. <laughs> 
Uh, I, we have to get you to weigh in on USC UCLA. Unless Ward, I was going to go there. Yeah, please. That's want. a fun one. Sure. Uh, obviously, it's one of the biggest news stories in collegiate athletics of the last many years. Obviously, Texas and Oklahoma kind of got this ball rolling last year. But I would argue two West Coast schools coming to what's considered a Midwest conference. Um, it just changes the paradigm in a huge way. What was your take on it? And, uh, what, you know, now that we've had a, a couple weeks with it, what, what's your what's your view on what that means uh, for college? Athletics? Really, I, thought it was, I thought it was great for football. Um, I keep thinking about these trips that USC and UCLA players have to make. But people have brought up the good argument that they're already kind of making these trips. You know, to, a trip to Oregon is several hours. It's not a big difference from a trip to Minnesota, I guess. I don't know how it's all going to work, but I, I, I don't know. Some people are going to get left out, and I feel bad about this whole thing, you know? Do you? You uh, just, like, on a human level? you? Feel I mean, like on, a, on a school, some of these schools are going to get left out. I mean, and I don't know if Indiana could end up being one because they don't have a great football tradition uh i'm talking about 10 years down the road maybe not not anytime right. soon so I, I guess there is some worry about that um but i really look forward to in the end ucla games those sound like great yes. oh my gosh those will be yes. fun and usc has actually been pretty good for a while now mm -hmm. as long as they can keep their you know ball rolling uh, you know there's a good excuse to go to southern california again there you go. <laughs> Say hi, buddy. I haven't been to SoCal in a while. <laughs> well, the golf's always good place. here. The golf's always good. There's lots oh. of pickleball courts. Bring both. Bring your racket. Bring your clubs. I'm a boogie boarder. I love. I, I oh, wow. I'll give you one quick story. I went to Dana Point one year, bought wetsuits and everything for my son and I. Uh, I was so excited. I bought super, really nice boogie boards. Get there. Uh, we rent an Airbnb right there on the beach. The Dana Point is a very good uh, wave situation. Mm -hmm. Very first day, I do a double flip and my shoulder comes out of place. Oh. I'm just spending all this money. <laughs> first take. First first time out. Yes. That's good. Anyway, but um, I look for. Yeah, I love going out there. I think the uh, you know, yeah the, the travel is very interesting, uh, but. Those two have tradition. I, I just, I, you can't stop there, though, right? I mean, they're gonna, they're gonna bring in some more. I don't, know, I don't know how they're gonna do the scheduling, but they haven't really talked about that, as far as I. Mm -hmm. No, not yet. I mean, but, I think the next big one is just they got to figure out what Notre Dame is gonna do. Yeah, having USC makes it uh, more enticing. Um, yep. So, yep. Uh, I mean, they might perhaps be like Carolina or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, I think that I think they want Carolina and they want it for the academics too. You get Notre Dame, Carolina, Duke. Mm -hmm. I think those Duke doesn't have any football program and North Carolina, you know, it's okay. But the academics and the the prestige that those give you yeah. is, is also worthwhile, I think. We're just gonna have with so many darn teams. That's that's what I, I don't know how this is all gonna work, but yeah, you do wonder, like you do wonder, do they ever go to a situation where it's like and you know, everybody thought they were crazy to go to 20 Big Ten games. Can you see a scenario where they go to 24? And, like, they just say to everybody, you don't need to worry about non-conference scheduling. Schedule one marquee game, a couple cupcakes, and then the rest of your games are all going to be money-making big games within the conference. Yeah, I could, I could see that, really. I mean, 
as long as you're not penalized for it with the tournament selection, right. uh, why not? I mean, you're still going to want those home games with the money that you get from them. You do. That's, that's, so I don't know if we'll, we'll see 24, but I don't know. If, if there's a tournament benefit, then maybe they'll do it. Yeah, you wonder if they get rid of – it seems like what could be on the chopping block, honestly, is – the multi-team tournaments, like the battle for Atlantis's and those, because the teams don't get paid that much money for those. And, you know, like to go away and cost yourself a home game, if you're going to play more conference games, those could be the ones that go away. Because to your point, they're not going to get rid of the cupcake home games because they need them. They need the the wins and they need the money. Yes. Oh, I was so pissed off that I missed the Maui Invitational. Yes, I love going to Maui and going out in the ocean. You should see when I I took Rab Johns out out in the ocean. What a pussy is! (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that is the best quote. I'll give you one more one more uh, IU ocean story. Nineteen eighties. I went out to. uh, uh, oh, one of the beaches uh, in California near LA, uh, and I went out with Randy Whitman and John Konchak and uh, Scott Hastings. Wow! And uh, to the ocean, we were like out at three a.m. after a night of having fun after a Hawks game at the, at the Clippers. And my my buddy and I went out in the ocean, but they were they were they were too much. They didn't have no. They were scared as crap to go out in the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> and it was it was funny to see NBA studs like that scared. <laughs> yes, I love it. Randy Whitman and Jeff Rabjohns terrified of the ocean. <laughs> well, I mean, and I think this is this could be several hours worth of of podcasting. But I I just is there a, a story or two, an incident or two of your time on the job? As 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 the head of pigs.com that allowed you access to something behind the scenes that is just so funny or bizarre, it still like makes you giggle or shake your head when you think about it. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, some of those trips to Maui, I actually got into the players' hotel rooms and so forth. Some of those guys are different uh, when they're when they're not around. <laughs> They don't realize they're on media, right? <laughs> but, <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, there's some. Uh, well, we used to go to practice um, and see some things that were crazy. I mean, uh, I remember Rod Volmat struggling so much his freshman year and, and crying during practice because he was shooting twenty percent from three. Wow. And, uh, and seeing some things like that, uh, I miss those. I miss practice access. I was so cool. Mm. Um, but that, that that's one. Yeah, if I if I still had practice access, I think I'd still be doing this job because wow. it's so cool. And in fact, we uh, in practice access, you see a lot of things in football too. They just uh, make give you such insight. Um, but yeah, some of the yeah. There's some things with some of the players that are crazy. I could never say publicly. Oh. <laughs> things with females and other stuff. <laughs> yeah, we'll leave that stuff alone. <laughs> so I'm not going to get into that. Yeah. But 
but uh, yeah, there's a lot of things that just I missed. You learn behind the scenes that, um, that that kind of there's a lot of things that happen with recruiting too, with with the the, the cheating that goes on that you have. Tr- I've tried through the years to try to allude to in a way that people sort of understand, but without saying anything specifically. Well, you would hear stories. Oh, this guy got seventy-five thousand. This guy got his AU coach hired here, but I can't really say that. It's always hearsay, and um, but uh, that that kind of stuff. Um, I've I thought I've I've handled pretty well through the years, and Jeff does a really good job of it too. He does. I, I because you mentioned it. Look, I think everybody in Indiana likes to think that we've never done anything wrong except for the Kelvin Sampson years, yes. you know. But we don't do. But I think that those of us who have lived in this world a little bit now see that like this stuff touches anything, everything and everybody. Has there ever been a time at Indiana where you saw or heard something where you were conflicted about what do I do with this? Do I alert somebody because this could really be a problem or do you always just toe the line of being the journalist and that's not your gig? I'll give you an example. Um, uh, I was asked to publicize heavily the, the dinner that Derek Rose and Eric Gordon had at Yogi's. Okay. Remember this? Yes. They, they felt that stuff that if uh, as many people as possible kind of showed up at that restaurant, that would help them with Derek Rose. And I didn't feel comfortable <laughs> just kind of being a, another arm of the, the staff right um and then a couple times i've been asked you know we'll talk to that parent really you know you know that kind of stuff that happened uh a little bit and then i was i was checked into during the impermissible calls because my phone number was on um on a lot of the coaches uh, phone logs the so, fbi called you no compliance ah so I had to, are they just calling you because they're confirming they're recruiting X guy or something like this? Yeah. So that was, that was, that was a little bit um, difficult to deal with, but that wasn't really that bad. Um, luckily I knew, uh, knew the compliance person was a swimmer in Indiana anyway. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I like it. Uh, that was actually a good thing. Long story, but uh, uh, there were, yeah, there's some things that happened with, um, but you see some things where one time I remember uh, going to see a player and Paul, uh, and it was non-contact period. Uh, a co- ACC head coach at the time just sat and talked to this player for like an hour when, you know, I was like, do I report this? You know? Right. And, and back then a non-contact period was a big deal. And uh, he thought he, Nobody was noticing because this was a game actually in Jacksonville, Florida. When it was Willie Aguetti who ended up going to Florida. Um, and uh, it was totally against the rules. Um, and he, he thought he could get away with it because it was a low attended high school game where no media of any note that he knew of was there. Did you tell Shashevsky that you weren't going to report it? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, I told him it was totally inappropriate. Right, totally exactly. Inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Mike, I mean, look, you are retired now, which means when we call you to be on the podcast, you can't give us the you're too busy uh, excuse today. I know. I, I, it's <laughs> funny. I am pretty busy. Yeah, pickleball and golf. And I, I, I'm as busy as long cream. as I'm physically not exhausted. I mean, I get exhausted and I have time, but I have no energy. Right. <laughs> well, I love the idea of checking in with you uh, from time to time. I want to do that, especially, you know, hopefully you do make it out to the Vegas or Kansas game because, uh, you know, we'll be at many of those and want to see you there. And it would be fun to just check in with you as a fan throughout this year, you know, um, and get your perspective as a fan. Yes. And then when IU plays at UCLA in three years, I'm staying at your place. There, you're more than welcome. <laughs> More than welcome. I, I meant what I said at the beginning of this. You would just be hard-pressed to find somebody who has contributed as much to the IU community uh, as you have. And it, it is meaningful. What you say has been meaningful. What you created has been meaningful. You have connected people and helped people build relationships that will last a lifetime and have. And they're very meaningful. And beyond just creating a very cool business that has supported you and your family and other people... I mean, creating a small business is an amazing thing to, to be able to support people's livelihood. But you've given tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people like real meaning on some of this stuff. And it's been incredible. And you know how I feel about, about you and what you've done for us. We yeah. were a little podcast and a couple let, guys wait, in wait, Ward's no, garage. No, no, let me say that part. Okay, let you go for that, that part. Because otherwise he's going to go through all the nice things, Mike. And, <laughs> and, and Mike, it, it's about community, right? What you created is about community. And Eric and I, you know, Eric was involved with the community as a, as a poster, as a crazy person expressing his opinions. <laughs> and then we started this and, and you welcomed us into the community and you supported this podcast in every way, shape and form. And there's no way people would have listened to us, taken us seriously uh, for, for those early guests like coming on here knowing that we were affiliated with you it was so legitimizing and we would not be the podcast we are without you and uh, uh thank you from the bottom of both of our hearts well i really appreciate that and i want to thank you guys for kind of giving us something different something that i think was always needed maybe i didn't always know was needed but i in the back of my mind kind of thought that was the case and you guys really hit all I've hit home runs all the time with these interviews, and it's been incredible blessings, not just for our site, but for the IU community at large. Um, uh, I know my wife listens to you every week. Nice. And she's, <laughs> we love your wife. We love and, that. Uh, and so uh, that's it's all over the country now. People just uh, sick, love to listen to you, even if it's three or four hours long. Love it. So, they love you. it or they love to hate it. One of the two. <laughs> yes. One of the two. It it's brings funny. up passion no matter what. Yes. yes. <laughs> Your wife loves it. My wife, me. Yeah. <laughs> and I got divorced. So, I mean. <laughs> it Mike, gives you a lot more flexibility, right? That's true. That's true. <laughs> Mike, you be good. Enjoy pickleball. Hit them long and straight. All and right. we will touch base with you in the football season. Terrific, guys. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. That was a guest. That was a guest. Just really fun to like, I mean, you see how light and happy he is, right? 
it was crazy because before we started recording and, and I walked in, I'd stepped into my house and that glow over <laughs> Zoom from thousands of miles away was so obvious. I was like, damn, Mike looks happy. <laughs> yeah, retirement looks good on you. His shoulders were a foot higher, just no weight on them, just worried about the next pickleball match. I mean, I will take from this interview one um the Bob Knight story is sensational. <laughs> yeah. We should, Cliff, if you're listening, get those T-shirts made. Rabby is a pussy in the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it did, like, hit me when he was talking about it that, like, he has not been able to just enjoy a basketball game or a yeah. football game with buddies. And I'm really looking forward to him being able to do that. Like, I, I'm happy for him. I hope he texts us a picture of the first TV he breaks. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. I love that. I just, uh, it's really cool getting his perspective on, on, on everything. And some of the stories are just so good. Tom Crean calling him being upset. You know, some of the recruits that he's trying to get them to, to look at and some that they do, some that they don't. It's just, you know, I mean, pigs.com is meaningful to a lot of people. So it's really cool. Yeah. And it makes sense that it all emanates from this man. When you talk about Indiana fans and you talk about being insane, it's, it's the same thing. It's a synonym. And Mike has always been this voice of calm and reason. And when we're all losing our minds in either direction on the message board, he would come in with one of his stories, one of his articles, one of his op-eds, and, and it was kind of like your your wise uncle or father or grandfather coming in and being like, okay, kids, here's a really sober take on the situation. And you always came away uh, enlightened and calmed by yes. Mike, and that, that presence will be missed. But make no mistake, he's a crazier son of a bitch than any of us. <laughs> He was working as an executive for a Fortune 500 company and chucked it all for an early website on Prodigy to cover Indiana athletics. So he's just as crazy as you and me, Ward. He just great packages point. it much differently. That's a great point. That's a great point. Yeah. Well, and, and this is, again, what I'm so grateful to him for was the journalistic integrity that he found and developed new to the world. And, and learned. And learned, yeah, and brought guys like Rabbi in who already were trained and knew that, but then to let two assholes like us step into the mix <laughs> who are the anti-that. And that that he made space on the platform for us so we could do what we do because we could never do what he does. Never. Uh, love it. Follow us on Twitter at Hoosier Hysterics for the hysterics. No E, no I. But, but sometimes, sometimes why? Why, 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 why? From the halls of assembly, you'll hear a screaming shout. Our love of Indiana is manic and devout. Everything I do, we discuss in unique manner. We won't be satisfied until we hang another banner. Us two goofy guys go by names of Ward and Eric. And as you probably know by now, we're Hoosier Hysterics. Hoosier Hysterics. Hoosier Hysterics. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader.
Just you wait. Auto Trader.